proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Key of David podcast, brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I thank you again for listening. Thank you for taking the time to download, to stream this podcast, to listen to the words that we are bringing forth. I pray that God has his way in my life and in your life, that there is something that's said in the next few minutes that will edify your faith, build you up, give you strength, give you the opportunity to praise God and to give him glory for preparing you for the days ahead. We live in such a time that we need the spirit of God living inside of us. We need that extra cruise of oil. We need the word of God coming alive in us to give us what we need to stand in the last days, stand with the truth and not compromise stand against the world and its attempts to conform us stand against the enemy and his attempts to devour us and to stand for God and be a witness and a testimony in these last days of how good God is, how faithful he is to his word. And that soon and very soon we are going to see the King. Amen. While I'm welcoming you, I want to welcome to the podcast, my brother, and minister in the, in the gospel, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone. Uh, hello again to everyone that's listening to this podcast, whichever way that you're listening to. We appreciate you coming on this journey with us, listening to us and following us. And just like Charles said, it's, it's our prayer that you're getting something out of this podcast that strengthens you. Charles, we are in a warfare uh, yep. every day that we're living it's, it's a fight. It's a fight to the death. And uh, we are just trying to be spiritual cheerleaders on this podcast, letting you know Jesus has given us all the tools that we need to make it home. And I just thank God for that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Essentially, Charles is tools. But how are you doing today? I'm doing well in the Lord. I th- I want to thank God for giving me another opportunity to represent him. It's always amazing to me that he would take someone like me and use him, use me for his glory to speak to the people. But it's an honor and a privilege to speak on behalf of God. And it's a fearful thing as well, Scott. Yes. Yes. I want to take this seriously. I want to make sure that what I say is exactly what God has laid on my heart. I believe, like you said, Scott, we are in a warfare and that, that God has given us a general Jesus Christ that's going to give us the means, the commands, the words, the equipment necessary to fight a good fight of faith and to make it home, Scott. Before we get started, you know, I always want to go to the Lord in prayer. Have you pray for the podcast for the people listening? But before we do that, there's a scripture that was laid on my heart concerning today's podcast and the plan of God. It comes from Romans chapter eight, 
And I want to start at verse 27. It says, and he that searcheth the hearts, this is the Holy Spirit, knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be con- to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Scott, this is the plan of God. God said he saw the end from the beginning that he designed a plan that would reach out to those hearts that were responsive. It says whom he foreknew he would be predestinated. And so today there are people listening to us that God has foreknown and predestinated to be his children, to reach a level of maturity and relationship with him. Scott, we always knew that this podcast was designed to speak to a specific type of person, a person with a specific type of heart. Not everyone that listens to us will answer the call, but those who have that predisposition, that special ingredient, that heart that God placed in there, just like it says, whom he foreknew, who he recognized that possessed that heart. He predestined that person to be placed on a road and put on a path that would lead them to a higher calling, a closer walk to that prize that Peter, that Paul spoke about in Philippians chapter three. Amen. Amen. Hey, I encourage you. If you're listening to this podcast, answer the call of God, feel the prick in your heart of the Holy spirit. He is calling to you and wanting you to come up higher. And that's going to be the basis of this podcast. Unless the Lord leads a different direction is we're going to talk about coming up higher in the Lord and just exactly who the Lord is calling. Scott, would you pray for us? I will definitely pray. And, and the basis of this prayer, Charles, I'm going to take just a little bit more of that wonderful piece of scripture you just quoted. And, And the basis of the prayer we're about to do, uh, I'm going to add to that just a little bit. I, I want these people that are listening to go down just a little bit farther because we move God by faith. We move God by our ability within us to say, I know you can do this. And th- that's that's a phrase that's just a little bit past, I believe, because even the devils believe and tremble. But, Charles, we're trying to move these people past the belief stage and, <clears throat> excuse me, go to the no stage. I know he can do this. That's where we're headed. And and I'm going to give them something to just beef up their, their faith just a little bit this morning because I want you to think about this passage. It's just right below where Charles read in Romans 8. And I'm going to start at verse 31 where he left off. What shall we say then? Or excuse me, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
He, now listen, this is the focus. He that spared not his own son. We're talking about God the Father now. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Notice the emphasis on freely. He that didn't even spare his own son to to uh, give us what we need in this creation and in this plan of salvation. What well, makes you think this morning that he doesn't care for you? I feel like I'm talking this morning to some people that are battling, Charles, that, that, that philosophy, that fight in their mind, that why would he care for me? Does he yeah. care for me? He has give us everything. He didn't even spare his only begotten son. Now, I don't know how many listening to this podcast would, would, would have a child, but I want you to just think about that for a moment. For a dirty, nasty, horrible person that you, you might know, would you give your only child to fix that person, that dirty, nasty person? Think about that for a minute. God has done that for you. He's bankrupted heaven this morning, Charles, to give us what we need to make it home. And, and if whatever you're needing this morning, whatever it may be, it's not too hard for God. I want you to think about that. It's not too hard. The devil wants you to think it's too hard. The devil wants you to be condemned and say you're not worthy to get anything. The devil wants to stop you. Your flesh don't want to receive it, but that God particle, I mean, let me borrow a phrase Charles used last podcast, that God particle in you that states that you know that what Amen. you need is in God. You know you need him. You know he's got what you need. You know only he can give it to you. That's the kind of faith I want you to uh, go after this morning. And that's what we're going to go after this morning is knock on heaven's door on your behalf. This time is for you. This time we pull back and we pray for the people that are listening to this podcast. Oh, I wish I could know every name. I, I wish I could know every need. I wish I could call it out specifically. But God knows what you're going through this morning. He sees where you're at this morning. He knows what's in your heart and in your mind. He knows the fight that you're going through. And we, Charles, have a Savior that we can call upon right now. He's just as powerful as he was in the book of John. <laughs> He's just as strong as he was the day he was walking in sandals on this planet. He's That's still true. the same. <laughs> so before I get excited and get loud, we're going to pray. Father, we thank you this morning for this, this time that you've given us to come together, me, Charles, and the that are streaming this podcast and downloading it, listening to it, they are our family right now. We're all family. And Father, we're praying for the family this morning. I may not know their names. I don't have to. I pray for the family this morning. And, and I pray, I, I stand in intercession this morning for their needs. Lord, they may feel in that hot, fiery trial right now that they are totally alone. I'm coming against that in the name of Jesus. They are not totally alone. God, you see where they're at right now. You see what they're going through. And Father, I call out their name right now, spiritually speaking, 
in the name of Jesus. And I stand in intercession for them. Some are fighting a physical ailment. Some are fighting health issues. Some, some are fighting things in their body. Right now, I pray for them. I, I, I ask, Lord, that you send strength and healing to their body in the name of Jesus. God, all things are possible with you. I've not only witnessed it in the word, but I've witnessed it in real life. I've witnessed you do it in front of my very eyes. I know you can. God, there are some out there that are fighting a financial battle right now. They, they don't know where their next paycheck's coming from. They don't know how they're going to put food on the table. They don't know how they're going to provide for their families. Again, I can testify, Lord, that I've watched you. Lord, perform miracles in this area. I've watched you provide money when I don't see how that could have been possible. I don't see how that could have happened. And you've provided that miracle, Lord. And I pray for those people financially right now that, that you meet that need, that you touch them, that you help them right now. Lord, there's a lot of people that are fighting spiritual battles this morning, uh, battles of condemnation, battles of, of strongholds this morning. They're still fighting strongholds. They're still trying to break free of the demon that's got a hold of them. And, Lord, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you set them free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And, Lord, I'm tired of a people this morning that are bound by chains. I'm tired of a people this morning that are being used as a devil's punching bag. I've had enough, and I know you've had enough. And, Lord, I pray for their release. I pray for their freedom. I pray that the jail bars be set free. The doors swing open, spiritually speaking, in the name of Jesus. I sense there's a lot of people that are fighting a spirit of fear. And I rebuke by the authority that you placed in this podcast. And you have. I rebuke that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus that roams in their house in the middle of the night, that makes noises and creaks and sounds, that makes them scared to death. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I command that spirit to go. You have no place in a child of God's house. None in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, on the cross of Calvary and subsequently at the empty tomb where you walked out victorious, Lord, that we don't have to live and suffer that kind of stuff from the devil in the name of Jesus. And I pray for those people right now, and I pray for peace. Let me come down off the mountain in a minute. I pray for peace. I pray for peace. I pray for peace. I just got to keep saying it. I pray for peace in everyone's heart that's listening. Oh, we're living in such a day and age where our mind is racing a million miles a minute. We're worried about this and we're worried about that. I pray for the peace of God to be in our soul this morning, to be in the soul of those that are listening. Peace like a river. Peace is tranquil as you're walking in the cool of the day in a garden with the wind blowing. That kind of peace, I pray in their soul. God, you can give it. You can do it. Nothing that I have said is impossible for you this morning, and I know you will because you love them that much. I know you will because you said you would in your word, and you're not a liar. And I thank you this morning. Now, God, I pray that you just touch Charles, that you give him the oracles to speak, that you tell him what to say, that you fill his mouth with your words, that you anoint him with your Holy Ghost power, and that you through us, minister to the people this morning, and we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Scott, for that word. 
peace in the time of trouble. It just resonated with my spirit while you were praying. Listener, that it was the kingdom authority that God was working in once again. That's the kind of prayer that I pray that you are praying when you get down and pray before God with that kingdom authority that makes a difference. Scott was proclaiming peace, peace to all of God's children. And I pray that you heard what I heard, the spirit of God moving in that situation. I felt it in my own life. Scott, we do live in a day and age where the spirit of fear is running rampant. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm not trying to be a prophet of doom. I just want to be honest before the people that tough times are ahead, Scott. And that's why we designed this podcast. That's why God laid upon our hearts to create a podcast called The Key of David. Because I believe with all of my heart, Scott, we're going to talk about David if the Lord will today. The key of David is that preparation, that ingredient, that what David had is what the church needs in order to stand in these last days. David stood before Goliath with the peace of God and the confidence of God, not because he waited till the last minute, but because he prepared himself and he sought the Lord the days ahead and I'm getting ahead of myself, but, uh, I want to let you know, <laughs> I get excited when I hear Scott pray like he does. It gets me excited to tell you the truth. Listener. We called this podcast, the key of David for a reason. And we're also in a new series that we've been on for a few weeks. Now, the pursuit of God, there is, a call from God going out to the people today. God wants you to know that he has everything that you need. Mm-hmm. And just like I read in Romans chapter eight. And if you go a little farther than Scott did, you'll read about how there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. If you walk in the spirit, and you are following the path of God, and you are seeking his face, there will be a peace. There will be a confidence. There will be a tranquility that will come across your soul that the rest of the world and a lot of the Christians won't have and won't understand how you're able to stand in these last days like David did. It said that all the men of the army shook in their very souls, Scott. They were terrified of the enemy. And David was confident because he spent time with God. And we're going to spend time with God. And that's what this pursuit series is all about, is to motivate you to pursue God to a higher level. Like I said earlier, come up higher. And I believe God is saying, come up higher, Scott. I believe mm-hmm. he's saying, come up higher to everyone. And not everyone is on the same level. Not everyone. We're all on the same journey, which leads to the foot of the throne of God. But some of us are farther along than others. But all of us are pursuing God. And we're all on a journey of pursuing God. And this series is designed to 
to have you come up higher, not to give up on that pursuit. Scott, last week we talked about becoming a friend of God. We talked about how a lot of people, they find the cross and they answer the call that the evangelistical minister has made and they give their heart to God and they find that foot of the cross and they find redemption and salvation and they want to stay there because it makes them feel good. It makes them feel free. It makes them feel like there's hope. But Scott, this relationship that God wants with his people is designed to be a walk, not uh-huh. just a one-time experience. And God wants you to be saved, yes, but he wants you to experience him in a higher fashion. So a lot of Christians will hover at the foot of the cross, but some will be brave enough to take the journey from the foot of the cross to the tomb where Jesus was raised from the dead and experience what Peter mentioned or what Paul mentioned in Philippians chapter three, the power of his resurrection. Scott, on the day of Pentecost, that power that raised Jesus from the dead came down and lit a fire in the church. And Peter stood up and preached the first sermon, which led 3,000 people to get saved. They experienced the power of his resurrection. And there are a lot of people out there that, Scott, have experienced that power, have been a partaker of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, have spoken tongues, have felt the power of God move through their body, quickened by that power. But you know what, Scott? God says to them also, come up higher. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want those people to know that. Yes, there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we on this podcast believe in the power of God, that it wasn't just for the apostles, that it is also for us, but we're talking to them as well, Scott, that this is not where the journey ends, but this is where the journey really begins with your spiritual walk with God, to come up higher, and we're asking them to come up higher and experience the fellowship of his suffering. And Scott, we talked about suffering a couple of podcasts ago. We called it the prize of suffering where you allow yourself to experience the fellowship of Jesus by experiencing the suffering that God allows in your life and how it marks you as a son or a daughter. And you realize that there's a deepness in God. There is a relationship in God that you can't reach until you submit to that suffering. And Scott, I hope and pray that people have come up higher on that as well. But you know what? We're going up higher. God said from glory to glory to glory. And today we're going to talk about coming up higher. Scott, there is a specific type of person that we're speaking to. Mm -hmm. You said it earlier. You took a phrase from me, and I'm going to mention it again. There's a God particle. And I'm not going to get deep into this mystery, but I am going to mention a little bit about it. We talked about how there is a mystery of God unfolding before our eyes. How God looked across time when he started this plan, and he recognized 
he identified those people that have a heart unto him, a special type of heart, a heart that is willing to go deeper and come up higher than the average Christian. And it says that he foreknew them, and so he predestinated them to be placed on a path that would bring them closer to him. And that's what we're going to talk about today is foreknown and predestined to be coming up higher to God, to be a friend of God, to go even deeper with God. Scott, we're not talking to everyone. We're talking to everyone, but not everyone's going to respond. There's a special type of heart that responds to the message that we have. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. This this is a, uh, I'm going to borrow some phrases, but this is a, a very stylized message, and it is catering to a people. I, I'm going to lay the groundwork for you so you can get particular in it, but it's it's a stylized message that is calling a particular set of, of people, a person, like you said so eloquently a minute ago, they're, they know they're, there's this itching. I, I don't know. I'm just a crude person. I don't know how to say it really good, but there's an itching. There, there's a, a gnawing down deep in their soul that says there's more, and, and I want it. And that's, yeah. that's, who we're, that's who we're talking to, and I love what you said. There, there are going to be those that – salvation the salvation experience is what they want to hang around they sadly they don't want to grow any farther and there's going to be those that think the epitome of their walk is that first initial baptism of the holy spirit that they felt you know and they they will recall that experience charles like they did the salvation experience they had and they they keep looking back to that and i think that's a trap they keep looking back or I remember on August 6, 1965, I was saved. And I remember about 10 years later, on uh, July the 3rd, 1973, I got filled with the Spirit. And, and you know, those things are great to remember, but yeah. not they're not meant to hover there. And, and I like what you put, that God is putting those people, these people that are following this podcast. Uh, you know, again, we've said it before, but quickly. Those people that are listening to this podcast that are following this word, that it's 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 doing something for you when you listen to this podcast, and it's not us, we're not tooting our horn. This this is the Lord doing it. But it's doing something to you. You're you're that individual Charles is talking about. You've got that quote God particle in you that's desiring more, that knows there's something past the salvation experience. There's something deeper than the initial first baptism, <laughs> and it's a forward momentum charles it's a constant forward uh farther in deeper in farther on that god is moving you to because we serve an infinite god who is able to unfold himself it's going to take an eternity for him to unfold himself do you actually think those two experiences are the epitome of the christian walk he's got so many deep and glorious and wonderful things to show you each day is a new day and a new experience. I can keep going, but yes, absolutely, Charles, to answer your question, it's a forward <laughs> momentum, and it's a stylized message. I wish everybody would hear this. I wish everyone would take this, but in reality, <laughs> I know it's that heart that you're talking about that's been yeah. predestinated is going to hear it. Yes, sir. Absolutely, and let's talk a moment about that heart that's predestined in 
Scott, in the Bible, Jesus gives us a little insight to this mystery. And it, and he did it to the people in parables. You know, he would speak to the people in parables, Scott. And these parables were not meant to be heard. They were meant to be heard, but not everyone would respond because a lot of people wouldn't understand. But what Jesus was doing, and I feel the spirit on this, is he was casting the net. And he was gathering his fish. And there is a parable about a great net that was cast. And it it caught all kinds of fish. And when they brought the net up, they began to separate the fish, the good from the bad. And there are other parables. And one in particular I want to speak about. It's in Matthew chapter 13. And I want to read it. A couple of parables that Jesus mentioned about the kingdom of heaven and about this special mystery of identifying those people that have that God particle in them that's going to cause them to go deeper and to come up higher. It says in Matthew 13, verse 44, Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a treasure hid in the field. And when a man had found, he hideth, and for the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So there you go. There's two parables I wanted to mention. One was the man found treasure hid in the field, and because of the treasure he found, he bought the whole field, Scott. The other parable, a merchant seeking pearls he found that one pearl of great price now i'm sure he found more than one pearl scott i'm sure this merchant found all kinds of pearls but it said he found one pearl of great price a very pricely a very costly pearl a very precious pearl and because of it he went and sold all that he had and bought that pearl and made it his own now, Scott, a lot of people read these parables, and just like the people in the day of Jesus when they heard these parables, they didn't understand it. They didn't know what he was referring to. But we can shine the light on these parables for those that are listening in who God has predestined to come up higher. That in the infinite wisdom of God, back before the foundations of the earth were laid, Scott. God looked through time and he saw a treasure hidden in creation. He saw pearls of great price. And you see the, the he in these parables, the man who found the treasure, the merchant man seeking pearls, these do not refer to just any man, Scott. These refer to God himself mm-hmm. and God himself that went and looked through time and Scott in his infinite wisdom, he identified the treasures hidden in creation. He identified these pearls of great price and because of it, he sold all that he had. What did he do? He gave the greatest gift that had heaven had to offer the life of his son. Mm-hmm. Jesus died on a cross. And you know, Jesus said, 
for the whole world, Jesus died. He said, for God loved the whole world that he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe on him would have everlasting life. So even though God died for all of humanity, he did with the understanding that not all of humanity would respond, Scott. That's right. And this man who found the treasure, he bought the field where he found the treasure, hoping to find more treasure in that field, knowing that he may have bought a field that's not going to find all the treasure, but he's going to find treasure in that field. And he bought the whole field. Now, Scott, the mystery of this is, is God died for all of humanity. And he's got pearls in his possession. But there is a special treasure in the field and a pearl of great price that he's looking for. And it's that heart that yearns and hungers for him like David. You know, we call this podcast the key of David. And I believe one of the reasons that we do so is because David was like that pearl of great price. God saw through history the heart of David. And he said, there's a heart that I want to make sure belongs to me. And so I'm going to place David on a path. And that path is going to lead him to mountaintops, but also through valleys. He's going to experience the power of my resurrection, but David's also going to experience the fellowship of my suffering. Because of the heart of David, I want to place him on a journey that will lead him through good times and bad times, through the thick and the thin, through great sunny days and horrible rainy days. But all of this was designed, Scott, to call David to a deeper relationship because mm-hmm. David was a marked man. And Scott, there are people listening to this <laughs> that are marked individuals. Yep. yep. They are marked in their heart with the same type of hunger. Like you said, there's an itching, there's a beckoning. There's a, there's a draw inside their heart to come up higher and they go looking for podcasts to listen to they go buy books to read they listen to ministers on i remember how it happened for me scott if i could testify for a moment when i was a young man i began to feel this hunger drawing me to god and i began to listen to every minister that i could on the radio i began to watch every minister i could find on the tv I began to read every book that I could lay my hands on and I was searching for truth, but there was a special type of truth, Scott, that I was listening for, looking Mm -hmm. for. I didn't even realize at the time, Scott, that it was God drawing me to come up higher. I wasn't satisfied. I mean, I got born again and then I began to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, Scott. And I and I still knew. I still felt. I still experienced a drawing in my heart. A, a beckoning to come up higher, to go in deeper. And I said, but I've been saved. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Where do I go now? And I began to experience the fellowship of his suffering and the marks of sonship. 
as God started me on a journey, and that journey is still going on now, I still feel a beckoning in my heart, Scott, a drawing to come mm-hmm. up higher, to go in deeper. And, Scott, not everyone possesses this heart. Nope. And I'm going to say something, and I hope that people can hear me with a good ear. But there are levels of relationship. We mentioned it last week. Not everyone became a friend of God. Jesus told the disciples, no longer do I call you servants, but now I call you friends. Scott, Jesus had hundreds of followers, but he only chose 12 to be his friends. And then Scott, of those 12, he called three to come up higher, Peter, James, and John. Scott, I know you have a lot of friends, but you have a very small circle, an inner circle of what you call best friends. You know, we've heard the phrase, you're my best friend, my Mm -hmm. closest friend. Scott, God has the same thing. He has many followers, but not everyone that follows Jesus, not everyone that's been saved is called a friend. And then, Scott, even higher than that, Jesus has friends, but there are some that are closer and best friends than others. And I hope people can grasp what I'm saying, that there are levels of relationship with God. There are places that you can go to that are deep in the Holy Spirit. Paul talked about this deep relationship that he had this hunger and this drive to know Jesus and to press toward the mark. Now, Scott, when he wrote that in Philippians, he had already been saved. He had already been called to God. He saw a vision on the road to Damascus of the Lord Jesus himself. Not many Christians have experienced a vision like Paul did. And Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost. It said that Ananias came a few days later, laid hands on him, and his eyesight returned, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. But even after all that, Scott, he said, I press. I press. I feel a yearning. I feel a beckoning. I feel a drawing. I am compelled to go up higher and to go in deeper. Something about God is calling me. And Scott, it was that pearl of great price that God saw in his heart. It was that treasure that God saw in his heart that predestined him, that God placed him on a specific path that he would follow to lead him to a close, deep, intimate relationship with him. Amen. Amen. I, I'm listening to you talk. What a wonderful thing. I, I can hear this in my spiritual ear. And I'm, I'm praying that the people on the other side are hearing this, the, the same as me. Uh, Charles, we're, we're talking about the mark for just a minute. And, and you know, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm, I just want to take a little bit of time because you're doing great teaching. But I think there's victory in knowing who you are. Amen. I, I, think, I think there's victory in it being settled in your heart who you are in, in, in this, in this part you're, you're laying out to play. I think that there's trouble in a person's life when they're wrestling with who they are. <laughs> I think there there's, they've got a problem in their life. They've got trouble. They've got turmoil. They don't have any peace 
when they're wrestling with who they are or they don't understand who they are. And I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what we're trying to do first of all is to get those that are listening to this podcast to understand who they are and why they're on this journey. And, and Charles, they're, they're marked individuals. And, and if we can get them to understand there's a reason why that their life has been the way it's been up to this point, why right. strange things have happened in your life. Now, now, for those that have this heart, you're going to hear what I'm about to say. There's a reason that strange things have happened all your life. There's a reason why you have felt detached. You know what I mean by that statement right there. There's a reason why you couldn't get hooked up with what's going on around you or with certain people around you. There's a reason for that. You're marked. There, there's a reason why that you sense the things that you sense. There's some people that know what I'm talking about yeah. as I'm speaking. Yeah. There's a reason you sense the things you sense, and then you stumble because the people around you don't sense the same thing. That's because you're marked. You're part of this journey that, that uh, Charles is trying to lay out. And I don't want to take any more time away from him, but I think it's time that we settle, Charles, who we are in Christ. And thank God for who that we are in Christ. And Charles, as far as speaking, there, there's that mark. And as far as speaking of the fellowship of his sufferings, Charles, he will purposefully do things to yep. show you who you are. And, yeah. the, and the first thing that I saw while you were speaking, let me be calm for a minute. The, the thing that I saw while you were talking was the disciples on a boat. Now, when they get on that boat, Charles, everything's fine. Yeah. The water's calm. They're all in that little boat. All of them gathered together, huddled together. And as soon as they get out about, I don't know, midways of that, of that big, huge lake, here comes a storm. <laughs> and it starts rocking the boat strange that storm is it comes out of nowhere it wasn't forecasted nobody even seen that thing coming but that strange weird storm comes out of nowhere starts rocking the boat starts filling it with water looks by the natural <laughs> eye like they're going to sink to the bottom yeah but you know this is this is what the fellowship of sufferings do and charles you're going to have to help me with this I, i'm afraid i can't explain it good but you see this form of a figure Yep. These disciples do off in the distance, and it looks like he's walking on top of this rough sea, and he's walking toward the boat. One of them in that boat, here's your percentage, one of them in that boat seems to think it's the Lord and wants to know for sure. Yep. And he says, if that's you, Lord, bid me to come. Now, this is the marked individual talking. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come. And you know what the Lord says? Come. Let me, let me, let me add to that. Come on, come up higher, come in deeper. And one of those guys decides to cock his leg over top of that boat and step out on the water. And he too begins to walk on it as well. And that's what we're doing this morning is the Holy spirit is calling some people out of that boat, out of that quagmire, out of that, uh, thinking that's in the world today and, and pulling them up, pulling them higher. They're going to see it. They're going to experience things about God, about Jesus that they never knew existed. Wonderful, glorious things. If they will come to terms with the fact of who they are, I got to hand this back to you. I'm, I don't want to take too much more time. 
Oh, you're doing a great job, and thank you for that picture that you shared. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Scott, I want to say this. Not only is God calling those people out of the world, but there is a certain specific group of people that God is calling not only out of the world, but out of the mediocre church. Yeah. Right now, you know, just like I had said before, Jesus had hundreds of followers, but only 12 of them got in the boat mm-hmm. and only the 12 experienced the storm and only the 12 saw Jesus walking on the water. Not everyone that was a follower of Jesus got to experience seeing the Lord walk on the water. But like you said, even of those 12, Peter was brave enough, courageous enough. He wanted to be closer to the Lord than the other 11 disciples. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus says, come. And I love what you said. Come up higher. Go in deeper. Jesus was beckoning Peter to experience something the other 11 disciples would never experience. We don't hear about the other 11 disciples walking on the water. Peter has that testimony that he walked on the water with Jesus. Now, (laughs) just like I said, there's levels of relationship. Jesus had hundreds of followers, but only 12 were in the boat that saw him walk on water. And then of those 12, only one walked on the water with Jesus. And like you said, there are people listening to us that don't understand why they're not satisfied like the rest of the Christians. I used to, well, I used to be so concerned, Scott. It used to worry me so much when I was a young <laughs> Christian because you know, I got saved. And there are Christians out there, Scott, that are satisfied with being saved and living a Christian life, going to church paying their tithes, living a good Christian life, and that's as far as they go with God. Then there are those that go in a little deeper and they experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sort of like the 12 that got in the boat. They go up a little higher and they come in a little deeper. But then there are those that go even further than that, Scott. Yep. And the, I, I was not satisfied with just being saved. And I would ask myself, is there something wrong with me? Because I don't seem to be happy and satisfied like the other Christians. I seem to want more. And even the other Christians would question them and say, what are you looking for? You've been saved. What else do you want? And then I even went up higher and got filled with the Holy Ghost. But I knew there was more, Scott. I knew there was a deeper walk. I, I wanted to go up higher. I wanted to go in deeper. And those people that were filled with the Holy Ghost said, Charles, why can't you be satisfied? Why must you continue to press and to go forward and look for more? Scott, I have a burning desire in me to come up higher and to go in deeper. And there are people that are listening to us that are the same way. They don't understand why they're not satisfied. They've been saved but they know that there's something out there that they haven't got a hold of. I hope they've been filled with the Holy Ghost. If not, that's the next thing they need to experience. Yes, yes. Get in the boat. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. But then there are those that have been filled with the Holy Ghost 
that they need to get out of the boat and walk on the water, Scott. Absolutely. Scott, there's another parable that explains what I'm saying, this mystery that we're trying to explain today. It's in the same chapter that I read out of the book of Matthew, chapter 13, but it's also in Mark, chapter 4. And it's a very popular, very familiar parable. It's about the sower and the seed. And it's about how the sower sowed the seed, and some of the seed fell on stony ground, and some fell on ground that was filled with thorns and thistles. But then Jesus said there was seed that fell on good ground. Now, for sake of time, I'm not going to read the whole parable, but I want to focus on the good ground. It says in in Mark chapter 4, verse 8, and others fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth, some 30, some 60, and some 100. Now, you see that, you see that distinguishing mark there, Scott? Yes, sir. Even though, there was, even though there was good ground, some of the good ground only produced 30%. Some of the good ground only produced 60%, and then some of the good ground produced 100%. I liken it unto someone in the Olympics, Scott. Let me see if I can explain this, and then I want you to <laughs> on it. I liken it to the Olympics. You know, we have lots of athletes, and they are practicing. They are training. They are, they are submitting themselves to grueling, repeated training and practicing so they can be even a part of the Olympics. They're not trying to, you know, their, their goal is to get into the Olympics, period, and to compete in the Olympics against the rest of the world. Then there are those that make it to the Olympics, Scott, and they have trained and pressed, and they have beaten their bodies into submission, and they have performed, and they have practiced until they want to go for a medal. And and Scott, there are three medals to win, bronze, silver, and gold. And just like that parable where some of the good ground produced 60%, some 30 and some 100, there are Christians today, Scott, that are going to get to heaven. I mean, you know, salvation. There are a lot of people that are saved that are going to make it to heaven. But there are going to be of those people levels of relationship. They're going to be bronze medal Christians. They're going to be silver silver medal Christians. And then they're going to be gold medal Christians. Mm -hmm. And not those gold medal Christians are not satisfied with the silver and bronze. They want to come up higher. They want to go in deeper. And Scott, I believe with all of my heart, we have devoted this podcast to calling those who are not satisfied with just knowing Jesus but want to get in the boat like the disciples did. And then we're speaking to some of those people on this podcast that have gotten in the boat, but they want to walk on the water with Jesus. Mm. Scott, we're speaking to those people who are running for the bronze. Some are running for the silver and some are running for the gold. And we're encouraging them because I want them to know that they have been placed on this because they have been foreknown and predestined to pursue God. And it is God's destiny 
that has placed them on the planet their own. Like you said, they've experienced things. I loved it. I felt the Holy Spirit really moving when you said there are people that are listening to us that they have experienced things that other Christians have not. They have went through things and sufferings that other Christians have not. They may have even questioned to God, why did I go through this, God, when my other Christian brothers and sisters don't seem to suffer like I'm suffering? Huh. But at the end of that suffering, they realize that God has placed them on a path. God has put them on a journey that's going to bring them up higher and going in deeper than a regular Christian is. And Scott, I'm trying to speak of a mystery and identify those people that are listening, that they are the silver medal, the gold medal, the bronze medal Christians that God is calling. And that's why they keep feeling that hunger. That's why they keep feeling that pull. That's why they keep feeling that yearning and that beckoning to come up higher and to go in deeper. Amen. <laughs> you know what I liken it to? I'm, I'm, I'm about afraid to say this. I don't want to go too deep into this. But there, there's a yearning inside of them. And that part, <laughs> I got to be careful. Lord, help me with this. That part is crying <clears throat> to get back to its yeah. owner. That that part within them that's yearning and burning to get out of the boat, uh, that, that, that they feel they've got the faith to, to get out of the boat. They believe if given the opportunity, these people that are listening to us, Oh, I can, I can hear their hearts cry for at the moment. Boy, I wish Jesus would give me a call like that. Don't think I wouldn't crawl out of the boat if he didn't give me a call like that. That's who we're talking to. We're talking to you today. We're talking right straight to you. The Holy Spirit is calling you. Come on. He's saying, come on. The most, the most unhappy person on this planet, Charles, is a person who is not doing what he was born to do. You, you want to get straight down to it? Most of the time, our depression and our fear and anxiety is because we're living in a place that we don't belong. And I, and I love what you said. I love what you said. There are Christians that are going to church, and they're looking around them, and they're not getting fed by the games that people play today in the church house, and they're not happy with what's going on, and they know that they know that there's more to God than what they're seeing they got people that are their friends that when they talk to them and say, look what the Lord showed me. Look what the Lord said. Look what I saw. Look what I felt. And they look at them strange, like they're crazy, like they're weird. And they want to tell them, what's wrong with you? Stop talking like that. They're going to put you in a padded room. This is the people that we're talking to. And, and Charles, we've got to get, I'm trying not to get loud. God, help me not get loud. I'm, I'm trying to be calm. But, but what we've got to do is encourage these people. I, I really believe that when Peter started to cock that leg and get out of that boat, the other 11 are looking at him with incredulity, incredu oh, yeah. incredulousness. They're looking at him like, he's crazy. What are you doing, Peter? Get back in this boat before yeah. you drown. Stop it. We're going to die here. We need the Lord to come to us. And is that not the trap that Satan oh, wants to get? We want to, the Lord's got to come over here. He's got to come this way. I can't move. I can't do anything. When Jesus is standing there just feet away saying, come on, I've got you. Come on, you're going to make it. Come on, I've got things prepared for you. Come on. And, and I've got to stop. I'm getting loud. But I'm telling you, they've got, 
to not listen to the people around them and listen to the cry that's in their heart to come up higher. I got to get this back to you, buddy. I'm going oh, crazy again, but I can't help it. You're doing great. There is a cry. There is a cry going out from the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit to come up higher and to go in deeper. And the pursuit of God's going to place those people. I love what you said. Their heart is unlike the other hearts that are around yep. them. Peter's heart was different than even the hearts of the other. 12, the other 11 disciples, he was the first one on the day of Pentecost to preach. He was the first one, the first apostle, the first minister, the first evangelist. There was a mark on Peter. Even Jesus said, Peter, the devil has desired to sift you like wheat. Why? Because the devil could identify there was a mark on Peter and Peter's life was marked. And Scott, there are people that are marked by God and they have a heart that has that God particle, that pearl of great price, that treasure that God saw in their heart that he's after. And God has placed them on a path to lead them through mm. things that other people won't experience to walk on water, if not literally spiritually walk on water with Jesus and the devil recognizes that and he throws all kinds of attacks to the there you go. person. He calls he he causes even his brothers and sisters, like you said, the other disciples, to say, "What are you doing? Why can't you be satisfied with salvation? Why can't you be satisfied with speaking in tongues? Why do you have to have more? Why do you have to have more? Why can't you be satisfied with the way church is today?" And Scott, I believe with all of my heart, that's what God has designed podcasts like this one. Mm -hmm. It's because it is time for those people who have been trapped in the boat with the other Christians to come up higher and to go in deeper. And God's saying, don't be satisfied with the today's mediocre Christianity. There is a deeper walk. There is a higher place. There is a glory that you have yet to experience. And God is calling those people through podcasts like this and yeah. the series, The Pursuit of God. Scott, we call it the key of David. And there's one more person I want to talk about. We're getting short on time. But <laughs> David, David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. David was one of those that God saw from the beginning of time that had the God particle, that had the special ingredient, that had the marked heart, that had the pearl of great price that God wanted. And God placed David on a path that led David through a lot of suffering, a lot of trials, a lot of temptations. But David pursued God. David said it even, he got to a place where deep cried unto deep and he couldn't even begin to, to speak the words or to pray out loud what was in his heart. And he just let his heart cry to God. And he just let that cry in his heart beckon God and let that cry go out. And God, he was the one that orchestrated it and he's orchestrating it now. David, there's a story in the Bible that's so famous, Scott. 
about David and Goliath and how David faced Goliath and Goliath was standing on a hill mocking the God of Israel, mocking the army of God and challenging the rest of the men to come and battle with him. And we know that those men were fearful and they wouldn't go forward because they didn't have the faith in God that David did. And David shows up and David challenges Goliath and David defeats Goliath. Now that's a very famous story. You hear it from your youth. One of the very first stories, Scott, you hear in Sunday school is David and Goliath. But, Scott, the true story, the real story, are the days prior to David meeting Goliath. Mm -hmm. It is the time that he spent in the wilderness watching the sheep when he was all alone. And that deep call in his heart to God pressed him to go up higher, to come in deeper with God. And it was those times that marked David as an individual that would believe God when God challenged him against the bear and the lion and Goliath. It was those times that David devoted to seeking God's face that gave him the courage, the peace that you were praying about at the beginning of this podcast. Those things came in David's life from the time that David spent pursuing God before he met Goliath. Now, a lot of Christians today, Scott, they won't react to the enemy until they're in that situation. Mm -hmm. They won't prepare themselves against the temptations that are coming. We on this podcast have been warning against the dark days that are ahead. We've been warning against the trials that are coming, the spirit of fear that will be launched against the, the church, the way that they will take away our freedoms, our liberties, our ability to serve God like we are today. We have warned people that there is coming a time of trial and temptation. And it says that there would be a temptation that would befall the whole earth and that many of the faith would fall away that it said a large falling away from the faith would occur. And Scott, we are attempting to get those people who have that special ingredient in their heart to come up higher, to go in deeper, not to wait until the trial appears, not to wait till Goliath is on the other side of the hill taunting them, but to spend that time right now with God, preparing themselves for the days ahead. That is what's going to give them the ability to stand in the last days, Scott. Yes. It's it's what you said. In in their life, these people, I got to do this quickly. I know we're running out of time, but they're marked, Charles. And you know what I'm talking about. They, they carry a mark on them. Maybe they don't even realize yet, those people that are listening to us, that they're they're marked. Maybe they're just beginning to understand and realize, but they carry a mark on them and it shines bright. You know what I'm talking about? I've ran into those people. Anybody with Holy Ghost filled eyes, anybody's, anybody with anointed eyes can see the mark that is on them. It shines like an aurora around them, if I can say it that way. And, and Charles, uh, hell don't like that. Hell don't like that mark that's on you. And, and the world can't hang around. They don't like, they don't want to befriend that that 
mark that's on you. They're not uh, comfortable around you. you. There's some of you know what I'm talking about. There's people that's not comfortable around you because of that mark. And Charles, we, I, I think we've got to sum it up like this. You've got to answer the call. Yeah. You've only got one choice, really. And that's to, you're, you're hearing in this podcast, the Lord say, come, come, come on, come higher. You've only got that one choice. Because I'm here to tell you that that mark that's on you shines bright in hell and shines bright in the world. And they would love to kill you. They would love to steal your joy and peace. They'd love to destroy your life. And they are not the route to go. You've only got one true choice. And that's get out of the boat. You're going to die. Any other option, you're going to die. You stay in that church that wants to quelch that move that doesn't believe God can do anything. Uh, past the point of salvation, you stay in that church, you're going to dry up like a prune. You've got to come out of the boat. And, and that's their only option. And I know it's scary. I know it's fearful. I, I, I know you're worried and you're a little bit afraid. That's okay. But just like Peter realized when he started walking on the water, that it's okay. If God is bidding you to come higher, he's going to take care of you. He's going to help you. And we, they've got to realize this, Charles. I had to say that quickly, but you're absolutely right. Oh, Scott, in the time that we are, we have left, I want to make a clarion call like you did to those people who have begun to recognize that have felt the stern in their heart by listening to this podcast, who during this pursuit series said, there is something that is beckoning me to come up higher, to go in deeper. And just like you said, it's time to make that decision to get out of the boat, Yeah, to get out of the boat and walk on the water. In order to walk on the water with Jesus, you have to get out of the boat. You have to let go of mediocre, mediocre Christianity. You have to go past the status quo religion that you have been experiencing all your life. And I asked you right now, are you a 30-fold Christian? Are you a 60-fold Christian? Or are you a 100-fold Christian? Mm-hmm. Are you running just to participate in the Olympics? Or are you striving for the bronze, the silver, the gold? Are you one of those pearls of great price that God in his infinite wisdom saw from the beginning of time that he has placed on a path. You already know the answer. It's already shouting in your heart. Mm-hmm. You feel the beckoning, even as we speak mm-hmm. that you're a marked individual, that you are one of those who just like Paul, will press for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus, that wants to get out of the boat. And maybe it's intimidation. Maybe it's familiarity. Maybe it's the rest of your family or your friends or your church. Maybe it's your own fear. Maybe it's your own intimidation that's keeping you from like Scott said, throwing your leg over the side of the boat and getting out on the water. But I'm saying to you right now, you can experience a walk with Jesus unlike anything you have ever experienced before. If you would just be courageous enough to walk on the water with Jesus, to get out of the boat, 
to make that final decision. Scott, I feel like there is people listening to us that it's time for them to make that final decision to say, I want to come up higher. I want to go in deeper. And Scott, in the time that we have left, I want you to say a prayer for them. Pray that they will let go of tradition. Pray that they will let go of familiarity. Pray that they will stop listening to their brothers and sisters in Christ. Tell them what you have is enough. Just be satisfied to be saved. Just be satisfied to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Why do you have to have more? Pray, Scott, that they have enough bravery, courageous faith in them to come up higher, to go in deeper, to answer that call that God is making on this podcast to throw their leg over the side of the boat, to get out of the boat and walk on the water with Jesus. Would you pray for us? I'm going to pray a, a special prayer. We're going to do this a little different. <clears throat> I, for those of you that are going to answer this call, we're going we're gonna to solidify it today. We're going we're gonna to put it in stone right here in just an instant. We're going to pray this special prayer. I know not everybody listening is going to pray this, Maybe they've not been pricked in their heart by this message, but there are some that are answering this call. Charles, they're going to answer this call. They're going to pray with me here in just a minute. Ain't that glorious? <laughs> they're going to pray with me here in just a minute. We're going to solidify this prayer, uh, this call right now. Maybe you've already said, that's me. I want to be it. Let's make it official right here, right now. I want you to pray with me. Pray what I pray. Pray what I pray. Say what I say. If you want to say it in your own words, fine, but say what I say. And let's make it official today. You've only got that one choice. Come on. If you turn, if you turn back into the boat, you're gonna die. I, I, I've just got to be this way because I've got to tell you the truth. If you if you stay in the boat, you're gonna drown. If if you stay in that situation, you're gonna die. But if you'll get out of the boat, I, just like Charles said, I know it feels insecure. I know it feels strange. I, I know you, you 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 might you might be leaving your friends. I, I know you you might be leaving a familiar place that you've been familiar with and it's scary but i'm telling you jesus will be there to help you all the way through i'm telling you you'll make it i'm telling you you realize that once you get out of the boat it ain't that bad after all i'm telling you that when you get to walking on the water you're not going to miss what you left behind after a while i'm telling you right now let's make it official right here father pray with me now Father, we hear your call today. We hear your call. Lord, you're calling to the marked individual, and that's me. Lord, Scott and Charles have both spoke to me today. They, they've showed me that I'm that marked individual. And, Lord, I want to answer that call. I'm raising my hand wherever I may be in, in my mind or physically. I'm raising my hand. I'm saying, that's me. I want to go on that journey. I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, but I'm lifting my leg out of the boat. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up higher and I'm going to come up deeper with you, Lord. And I'm going to trust you. Father, I thank you for the call on my life. I thank you for the mark on my life. I thank you for the pearl that's placed in me. And now, Lord, I'm, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go higher. Lord, help me. Help me to, to walk this walk the way you want me to walk. Lord, I answer your call and I say yes. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for this call and I answer it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you meant it, you're on a journey. You're coming yeah. out of the boat. 
You're going to see things and, and, and hear things and experience things like you've never experienced before. But I want Charles, I want to leave them with this. There, that, that story's not ended. I got to leave them with this. Just as Peter started to get out of the boat and walk on the water, he began to look to the right, he began to look to the left. He began yeah. to look at the severity of the storm yeah. and, and how, how awful it was. And he began to get fearful and he started to sink back into the water and Jesus had to come rescue him. That's great. And you know, Jesus always will. He's like that. He'll come rescue you. But I, I'm giving you this challenge. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the church denominations that tell you, you can't do this. How dare you? You can't do that. Don't listen to anything that's going to stop your call going forward. Don't look at anything else that's going to take your eyes off of that figure walking on the water. Don't look at anything else. Don't listen to anything else. The devil's going to try to stop you. But I'm telling you right here, right now, Jesus will help you make it through. You'll walk if you'll keep looking at him. Charles, we've, we've, we've given out the call today. Is there anything else that you need to say? I think you've done a wonderful job. I just encourage not only the people listening, but Scott and myself as well to get out of the boat, to come up higher and to go in deeper. And I thank God for this message. And I thank you, Scott, for obeying the Lord and speaking those things that are in your heart. I know God has spoken to you, listener, and I yep. hope to answer the call. And we want to thank you again for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. You can be a bigger part of our ministry. If you will share this word with others. If you will help us get this message out, help us identify those people who have that special ingredient, that extra cruise of oil, that marked individual that will get out of the bowling, come up higher and go in deeper. Help us to help God get those pearls of great price. He deserves, God deserves all the treasure. He deserves all the pearls. Let's help him get what he deserves. Yes. Listener, if, there, if, if, if you want more of what we have to offer, we have a Facebook page. We have Instagram. We have Twitter account. We have blogs you can read. All the links to our resources will be in the show notes of this podcast. You can follow us by just simply going to Cry of the Watchman. And we encourage you to do so, to to strengthen your walk in the Lord, to, to have more of an understanding about why you're a marked individual. It will help you to stay in that path that God has placed you on. It will help you to walk on the water with Jesus. I promise you. We have, a, we have an email address if you would like to send us any feedback, any prayer request, anything at all. It's simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. You will get a timely response. If you do send us an email in the meantime, say a prayer for us. And as we go forward, if God tarries, we will come again in approximately a week from now with more of what God has given us to say regarding the pursuit of his heart.
It is the prayer of the key of David. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. It is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer that everyone listening to this podcast repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.